Hello! Welcome to the Holistic House Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Center, healthcare practitioner, occupational therapist, and holistic wellness advocate. I'm excited to share with you natural, evidence-based, and effective solutions for a thriving and healthy life. Explore the world of nutritional medicine, essential oil therapy, and clean, toxin-free living. Become educated and empowered to transform your health for a more vibrant and happy life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back uh, to the Holistic House Podcast. My name is Stephanie Center. I am your host. I am so thankful that you are able to tune in today. I know that you all have a very busy lives and packed schedules, and I totally acknowledge you for taking some time to yourself um, to be curious about your health and, and to want more for yourself. You all are definitely my why. Your why I spend hours each week researching on health topics and working on this podcast. I value health and wellness and yeah, I recognize that our current system isn't working and that we, we need change. And I think the change starts with me. So that's why I'm here. Before we begin, I want to share some exciting things that I have to offer you here at the Holistic House. My flagship, my flagship program, my 10-day liver detox is officially open to the public. Uh, if you're not already on my email list, you, you'll want to hop on to theholistichouse.org and op, opt in. Uh, I nurture my email list and I send you guys goodies and deals that no one else gets. So make sure that if you're interested to uh, in any of my programs that you're definitely on my email list. Um, of course, if you want to pay, pay full price for any program, you're always welcome to just sign up directly on the website uh, and not opt into any emails. Uh, right now, I'm giving $50 off of the 10-Day Liver Detox program to my email subscribers, which is a major discount. And this program is wonderful. It, uh, it comes with a detox kit, which uh, includes um, like a drink mix that you're going to use every day and some capsules. It also comes with different essential oils that I feel like have really good research um, to support liver detoxification. Uh, it comes with a meal plan. So I took the guesswork out of it. You don't have to think about what you're going to cook and eat. Yes, we use real food during this program. This is not like a trendy juice cleanse or anything. Yes, you're taking the supplemental drink and that really helps speed that detoxification process up. But you're also eating real food while you're on this program. So I've created a 10 day meal plan to go along with. So that's three meals a day for 10 days. It's 30 meals. And I also offer group coaching sessions for this. So if you're interested, of course, you can always do this on your own. I have my masterclass, my liver detox masterclass that goes over kind of like what to expect when you're detoxing, why it's important to detox. We talk about the liver health and all that good stuff. I have a recorded video of that on the membership page. So once you join the program, you get access to a membership page for life. And so I have that there, but also if you want to be part of a live group coaching session and actually have face-to-face -face interaction with me, um, you are welcome to sign up for one of my in-person, and by in-person, I mean over Zoom, of course, because of the times we're in, 
and because not everybody lives in Nashville, Tennessee that wants to do this program. And I recognize that. Um, so yeah, those, that's kind of how that program works. If you ever have any questions, you can always email me at info.holistichouse at gmail.com or, uh, I'm on Instagram a lot at holistic Stephanie Marie. There are definitely ways to get in touch with me if you have any questions. And as, as always, I'll provide some link in the show notes, some links in the show notes for that. Uh, this month, the month of July, I'm also giving a 10% discount to anybody who wants the Metagenics GI Replenish. This is a product that I use every single morning. It provides an amazing nutritional profile. And what I love about this is it's specifically designed for people with malabsorption in the small intestines. So if that speaks to you, if your body does, you feel like your body doesn't properly absorb nutrients the way that it should, um, this might be a good product for you to try out. And this is a great time because I'm offering a discount. Um, Again, I'll provide a link in the show notes uh, for that website. And you'll want to use the code house 10 at checkout to get that 10% off. Um, This offer is only good for the month of July. So if you're interested, you'll want to hop on that. Okay, let's talk about thyroid health. Oh goodness, I could go on for days about this. It's actually, it's funny because when I was naming this podcast, I considered calling it um, things you don't learn in health class because the stuff I go over are things that I had to seek outside my education. Um, We don't really learn about thyroid health in high school. I don't think my high school health class touched on it at all. Um, nor did I really learn about it in college or grad school. And that's kind of sad, right? Because I'm a health, I'm a licensed health practitioner. Um, I mean, sure. We covered the basics, right? Like I knew what a thyroid was when I finished school, but I don't feel like I really knew the things that would make me successful in managing my own thyroid health. So in this episode, you're going to learn some really helpful information that will equip you to be a better advocate for not just your thyroid health, but I hope your overall health. And because you're also because your, your thyroid affects many systems, right? It, um, it affects your metabolism. It affects your hair growth. It affects your ability to manage heat and cold. Like it's very, it's a very important gland. I think that's why it's in your neck. Um, cause, cause that's in an important part of your body. Um, in fact, thyroid is often referred to as the canary in the coal mine, which I love this analogy Uh, So back in the day, before we had much of the technology that we have today, coal miners would bring a canary into the coal mine to test for air quality. The idea was if the canary died, that that was an indication that the air quality of the mine was not safe for humans. Like the canary, the thyroid is often the first thing to go. So if there's something going on with your thyroid, there's a good indication that the, and I'm doing air quotes here, air quality is not great. So that means there's something else going on in the body. For me personally, it was black mold toxicity. I had at some point I had an exposure to black mold and one of the ways that it showed up in my body was through antibodies against my thyroid, which I will share more about this um, later on in this episode. First, I really want to start off with, you know, what is the thyroid? How do we test for it? What are common thyroid issues? And then I'll get into my own personal thyroid story. Okay, so what is the thyroid? The thyroid is, it's a butterfly-shaped gland that sits on your neck just below your Adam's apple. So if you're listening to this episode and you're not driving, you can go ahead and reach on your neck, find where your Adam's apple is, and then go just below that 
and you may not be able to feel it. Hopefully you can't really feel it. Um, when you go to the doctor's office and they want to test for inflammation of the thyroid, what they do is they put their hand over that area of your neck and they ask you to swallow because when you swallow, you can kind of get a better feel for your thyroid. And that's a good way that they can test for inflammation. The thyroid is part of the endocrine system. And that just means that it's part of the system that uses hormones to regulate the body. So just remember that endocrine goes hand in hand with hormones. Kind of like uh, the central nervous system uses nerves and neurotransmitters to communicate, right? We know the central nervous system. Uh, the endocrine system uses hormones to communicate. So that's kind of how you can think of if you're trying to, if you're somebody like me who likes to compartmentalize things, uh, that's, that's kind of one way you can look at it. Okay, let's talk about thyroid testing. When it comes to testing, most doctor's offices only test your TSH. This is your thyroid stimulating hormone. And while it's really important, um, it's a really important measurement, I kind of consider it more of like a CYA move, to be quite honest. Um, first of all, it doesn't really measure thyroid performance. Um, it's measuring your thyroid stimulating hormone, which uh, isn't even produced in your thyroid. It's produced in your pituitary gland, which is enclosed by a like protective bony structure at the base of your skull. So what that tells me is like your pituitary gland is pretty important, right? <laughs> if it if it's uh, got its own cavity in the brain, if there's something wrong with your pituitary gland, then you are not in good shape. Uh, which is why I call it uh, a CYA move to, to, cover, to only measure TSH. Yes, let me clarify. I agree that it's important. I think that, that when I talk about what you should get tested, TSH is one of the things because it's a really easy test and it's a really, um, it's going to tell you if there's something really wrong. So you want to rule out the really bad situations, right? But I don't think that it's really indicative of your overall thyroid function. It paints a really nice picture of how well your thyroid is being told to produce hormones, not how well it's producing those hormones and utilizing them. If you're lucky, your doctor may test your T4, which is your resting thyroid, and we'll discuss this further in just a sec. What you really want to have tested, and you do want your TSH and T4 to be tested. Let me just make that clear. Um, but what you really want to have tested is your active thyroid. So that's your T3. You also want to know if you have any antibodies working against your thyroid. The number one cause of low thyroid or hypothyroidism is an autoimmune condition called Hashimoto's hypothyroiditis, um, which means you'll want your anti-TPO and anti-TG measured. Um, Anti-TPO stands for anti-thyroid peroxidase. So that will tell you if you have any of those antibodies. And these antibodies are found in 90% of people with Hashimoto's. And anti-TG measures your thyroglobulin antibodies, which are present in about 70% of Hashi's cases. Um, and don't worry about writing this down just yet. <laughs> um, I recognize that, I mean, I know when I listen to podcasts, I'm out and about doing things. So I will give you, like, I'll pause in a little bit and give you a moment to grab a pen and paper, and then I'll, I'll just list 
um, what you want to have tested so you can write it all down. Cause I know I'm kind of talking about one thing and then talking about what it measures and that's kind of hard to keep up with. So just keep that in mind. Um, right. So anti-TG again measures your thyroglobulin antibodies, which are present in 70% of Hashi's cases. Okay. I think I said that already. Um, lastly, you want to measure your reverse T3. Oftentimes people with low thyroid, also known as hypothyroidism, also known as Hashimoto's if it's autoimmune, they will only have their TSH and T4 measured. And then they're prescribed a drug called levothyroxine, which levothyroxine is a, the, the brand name is Synthroid. Um, I don't know if maybe you've heard of that. It is a synthetic T4, and if the true problem isn't low T4, but rather difficulty with conversion of T4 to T3, and they take this drug, it can, it can elevate their T4 so high that it affects the reverse T3. And when the reverse T3 is elevated, a lot of that causes the... Um, active T3 to drop even lower, which would then do what? Exacerbate the issue. Okay, here's where I'll give you a sec to grab a pen and paper so that you can write these down and take them with you when you go to the doctor's office so you can be really clear about what you want to have tested if you feel like you need to have your thyroid tested. So here are the specifics. You want your TSH measured. That's your thyroid stimulating hormone, right? Because you want to make sure your thyroid is being stimulated to produce hormones. You want your T4, which is your resting thyroid. Your T3, which is your active thyroid. Your reverse T3. Your anti-TPO and your anti-TG. And again, those last two are antibodies that are, would be acting against the thyroid to cause it to be low. Okay, deep breath. <laughs> I know I just threw a ton of information at you. Uh, the good news is that this is recorded. So if you need to listen again or you have the opportunity to hit rewind real quick, pause for the notes, you can do what you need to do to get this information down. It's not going anywhere. Okay, so just to recap really quickly, we talked about what the thyroid is. We talked about testing, what specific tests to ask for, and maybe kind of how current testing standards aren't really supportive of maintaining thyroid health. You heard me mention Hashimoto's hypothyroiditis, which is the autoimmune condition that causes low thyroid. And I want to talk a little bit more about the signs and symptoms of low thyroid. So I'm, I use the, the terms hypothyroidism and low thyroidism synonymously. They're the same thing. Hypo means low. Um, this condition is associated with sluggishness. Um, it's associated with unexplained weight gain, especially in the abdominal area. So a lot of people will say, oh, I only ate you know, a meal a day for the past week, but I'm gaining weight. It's unexplained, that kind of unexplained gain weight. Uh, diffuse hair loss or thinning hair. So not necessarily that like male pattern baldness, but just um, a lot of people experience dry or brittle hair and just causes it to be weak and fall. Unexplained fatigue. A lot of people with 
uh, hypothyroidism find themselves sleeping longer than they typically are used to and just being fatigued a lot quicker, just doing everyday activities. Um, another common thing is cold hands and feet or, in, or even just increased sensitivity to cold. Uh, joint pain. An, another kind of signature, uh, signature symptom is a raspy voice or a hoarse voice, um, a puffy face, heavy, heavier than normal periods, depression, brain fog. Oh, goodness. I think I'll stop there. That's, that's a pretty extensive list um, of things that can be indicative of low thyroid. Obviously, you can have some of these symptoms and then they not be related to your thyroid. You know, they're very kind of general. I tried to make some of them sound a little more specific, um, but but just keep in mind that they can also mean other things. If left untreated, hypothyroidism can contribute to heart problems. Uh, it can contribute to infertility or birth defects. Uh, it can contribute to uh, the development of a goiter, which is not as common uh, in today's society. We, we have access to enough salt to prevent that. Um, and peripheral neuropathy. If you have chronic cold hands and feet, you're, you know, you, that could affect your blood supply to those areas. Um, hyperthyroid is another condition that I wanted to talk about. So these are the two most common thyroid problems, low thyroid or hypothyroidism, and then overactive thyroid or hyperthyroidism. This is also often caused by an autoimmune condition. The autoimmune condition associated with hyperthyroidism is Graves' disease. And the symptoms of overactive thyroid are generally the opposite of low thyroid. Um, so things like weight loss with increased appetite, uh, increased heart rate, hyperactivity, insomnia, intolerance to heat, uh, just uh, sweating and feeling overheated all the time. Um, anxiety, mania, agitation, kind of high energy. And then there's the signature uh, bulging of the eyes. And I don't really know how to describe that. So you might just want to Google uh, Graves disease and then look at somebody, uh, somebody's face and you'll see that the eyes almost look like they're just bulging out of the face. So if you suspect you are hyperthyroid, you'll want to have your thyroid stimulating immunoglobulin tested. So that's your TSI. And that will test you for the, that's the antibody that causes Graves' disease or that's associated with Graves' disease. So that's what, that's another one you'd want to add to your um, test if you feel like that describes you. I have a personal story uh, with thyroid health, and I want to share that with you because I, I hope that, goodness, I hope it'll illustrate this issue and how important it is for us to advocate for ourselves and our health. Um, so I'll just go ahead and share that with you. And um, if you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to me. Again, I'm super easy to get a hold of. So in June of 2018, I think I mentioned the, alluded to this a little bit. I had an exposure to black mold, and that was really the root cause of all of the various symptoms that I had that came after that point in time. 
And I'll just preface the story with, I didn't know that it was black mold until about February or March of 2020. So I suffered with this for a good year and a half uh, before I realized like what was, what was actually the cause of all of the things that I was experiencing. So, okay, back to June of 2018. After a few months of experiencing just various health problems and not really knowing what was causing them, I kind of, I just had this gut feeling that my thyroid was being attacked. I noticed that I was sleeping more. I, I couldn't exercise vigorously. I'm, I'm an avid runner and I've been doing this weightlifting body pump class for the past, gosh, like 11 years. Um, and I noticed that I couldn't run as far or as fast and I wasn't being, I wasn't able to lift the weights that I was used to lifting. So I knew something was up. Uh, my hair started thinning and, and I'll be honest, like that really freaked me out. I've always had crazy thick hair. Like I was getting my hair thinned when I got it cut, um, because it was such a wild, like a lion's mane, um, until this point in time, um, and my hands and feet were just always cold. So yeah, I was experiencing some of the classic symptoms. Now I wanna revisit this, um, this canary analogy. So when the canary dies, that indicates that the, again, I'm gonna do air quotes, air quality is bad. So I knew that my personal air quality was bad and my thyroid was telling that story. You know, there were other things going on besides uh, the, besides the thyroid issues. And I'm, I'll save that stuff for another episode. I'll, I'll do a whole episode on, on kind of my health journey with mold toxicity. Cause it's a really interesting story. Uh, but today I really just want to focus on thyroid health, but needless to say, I had some other things going on outside of my thyroid. And so again, the thyroid is really indicative of other things happening in the body. Okay. So what did I do about it? I, um, well, I went to my PCP, so my primary care physician, and I asked her to measure my thyroid. So what did she measure? <laughs> she measured my TSH, my thyroid stimulating hormone. That's it, nothing else. And guess what? Surprise, it was normal. Now, at this point in time, I wasn't really educated on lab values like I should have been. I didn't really know what to be looking for, um, which is exactly why I'm sitting here with you and sharing the story today, right? Because I want to prevent what happened to me from happening to you or anyone else. Um, I, I didn't know that I needed more, more lab values to kind of paint the story of what was actually happening. And so I believed her when she said, hey, your thyroid's fine. Your thyroid is completely fine. And I went an entire year of feeling like crap after, after that, um, lab test, cause I didn't ask the right questions and I didn't advocate for myself adequately. So just to kind of give you a timeline, my exposure was somewhere around June of 2018. We, um, we moved into this new apartment in Germantown, which is like a Northern part of downtown Nashville. Really cute, really trendy. Um, about two or three weeks after we moved into that apartment, my symptoms came on hard and strong. So I really think that uh, my exposure happened around that time. Um, our water smelled really bad and tasted bad. And we were right next door to a water plant. So 
I think that's where my exposure was, but I, I don't really know. I, I'll never be able to know for sure. I can't really, um, you can't really test like how old mold is. It's not like a stroke where you can see that it's a, it was from a while ago. Um, so anyways, around my first measurement was on, hold on, I wrote this down because I wanted to get it right. Okay. My first measurement was on 9, 19, 2018. So symptoms started June, 2018. And that's how quickly my thyroid got involved. Um, so in September I had my measurement. I didn't ask for a second measurement until 8, 19, 2019. So that's exactly 11 months later. And at this time I was better educated and I asked for the specific tests and my doctor was agreeable to my request. She um, said, Oh honey, I think that's great. Yep. Let's, let's do a full panel. And I thought, Oh, wonderful. This is great. Um, I got my tests back and this time she remeasured my TSH. Great. And um, then she added a reflexive T4, the resting thyroid. Well, that's not what I asked for. I asked for a full thyroid panel, so that was disappointing. Um, and again, both of those things were fine. Both of those things were fine. My resting thyroid was fine. My thyroid stimulating hormone, fine. I became kind of frustrated at this point in time because I specifically asked for certain tests. And these are routine, easy to measure tests. And my my request, my, my concerns weren't being heard, obviously, because she didn't test what I asked her to. And um, I was told, once again, my thyroid was okay. I went to her one last time on one fifteen of 2020. And this time, when, when, they were, when I was in the lab actually getting my blood drawn, I wrote down on the actual lab paper, Please measure the following TSH, T4, T3, reverse T3, anti TPO, anti TG. I, I spelled it out for them. Um, and I got my results back. And this time she measured my TSH, my free T4, and my free T3. Moral of the story is. <laughs> if you want this, this measured, they'll add one test per time that you visit them. And, and, you know, you have to keep in mind. So I worked at, at the time I worked at a hospital full time that was nowhere near my PCP. So I was literally like having to take a day off work to go get these tests done, taking another day off work to go see her, to get the results back. Like I, this, this was time consuming. It was expensive. Um, this wasn't very respectful of my time. Um, so anyways, my T3, so my active thyroid hormone came back low. As I had suspected, right? I was asking her to measure it because I thought there was something wrong with it given the symptoms that I had. Here's the kicker though. It was 2.26. And according to the lab company that she used, the low end of the range for this test is 2.18. So I wasn't quite below normal, but I was getting there. So I asked her, what does this mean? And I'll never forget her response. <laughs> she said, well, we need to wait for it to get below 2.18. And then we can talk about going on level thyroxine. 
This is a really great example of a doctor treating the lab and not the patient, right? Because I had already established that I felt like crap, right? I started seeing her nine, nine, September of 2018 about this issue. And here we are, January of 2020, and she goes, oh, yeah, you're trending down, but it's not quite, we need you to feel just a little bit worse, and then I can do something about it. I was being told to wait. You guys, like, this is not healthcare. This is reactive care. This is sick care. This is not okay. At that point, I decided that I was done. I found another doctor, and of course, I've, I've had over a year and a half to educate myself on this stuff to edu- I was, uh, I feel like that, that year and a half time span was like grad school times 10, because it's all I did was read and research. Cause when you don't feel good, you want to know how to fix it. Right. You want to know what's going on. So I found a doctor who is both an MD, um, and an IFM certified, um, doctor. So IFM stands for the Institute of Functional Medicine. And I'm a really big fan of the Institute for Functional Medicine because their whole approach to healthcare is treating root cause of illness. And so it was really important to me to find somebody who got that, who understood that. I didn't want to take medicines to mask symptoms. I wanted to get to the root cause of what was going on with me. So on 2-13-2020, so about a month after my last thyroid test, I finally got some answers. Um, This doctor measured a full thyroid panel, everything that I asked for. And guess what? Uh, I was positive for antibodies against my thyroid. My anti-TPO was 30. And just to give you a reference point, zero is ideal. Um, 12 is about maybe what a sibling of someone positive for Hashimoto's might have. So a 30 was definitely alarming. And on top of that, my T3 had decreased to 2.04, which by the previous doctor standards would have been below that 2.18 threshold, and I would have been eligible for medication. Here's a side note that I think is important for you to know. So I, I mentioned that my, my previous doctor said that my T3 needed to drop a little bit more, right, before we could discuss going on level thyroxine. And the brand name for that is Synthroid. So I'm going to share both because some people might be more familiar with one over the other. Um, It's really important to know what this drug does. So level thyroxine increases your T4 or your resting thyroid. My T4 has always been normal. So if I were to go on this drug, I would run the risk of over increasing my T4, which can in turn up my reverse T3 which decreases my T3 even more. Levothyroxine is not an ideal drug for people who are not properly converting T4 to T3, which is the problem that I was having. So I hypothesize that if I had continued to see this doctor, I would not have been set up for success. In fact, my symptoms were likely to get worse. If you find that your T3 is low, Ask your doctor about either desiccated thyroid or a synthetic T3. So desiccated thyroid is exactly what it sounds like. It's real thyroid hormone. A lot of times it comes from pigs. Um, Synthetic T3 or lyothyronine is um, the drug brand name is Cytomel. Um, That's the drug I went with. It's again, it's a synthetic T3. 
I think both of these options have pros and cons. Um, so just figure out what works best for you. Um, again, Cytomel was the better option for me, but I totally understand why other people take desiccated thyroid. Really just talk to your doctor and figure out what's the best option for you. I, I do not advocate for one over the other. Oh, and I wanted to share with you all one more side note that I think is super interesting um, and kind of somewhat disturbing. I recently had the flu. And for anybody that's never had the flu, oh my gosh, you feel like, you feel like you're dying. It's awful. Uh, after day like eight or nine of just like being dehydrated, cause you know, not to overshare, but you really can't, you have a hard time holding fluids down. Um, it's just really not a great, great situation. You can't, I went like five or six days on just liquids, no solids. Cause like things just weren't staying in me. Then you become dehydrated. And so I went to urgent care, which is owned by the same company that my initial doctor works for. So my initial primary care physician. And as you probably know, when you, when you visit a care clinic, they, they ask you about any medications that you're on, which is a good, good question to ask. It's important to know that if they're going to give you care. And when I told them I was on Cytomel, they were not able to find that drug in their database. She had to like write it in the comments section or something. I don't know how she denoted that I was on it uh, because it wasn't an option in her drop down. And like that really hung her up. First of all, like I'm sitting here not feeling well. And she stressed that like this drug's not on a drop down menu for her to click. And she spent way too much time trying to figure that out. Um, but it, this tells me something really important. And that's if I would have stayed with this previous company um, that my primary care physician was working for, it's likely that this drug wouldn't have even been an option for me. If it's not an option in the drop-down menu at the urgent care clinic, it's probably not an option at the primary care clinic either. Um, and so anyways, I, I share this story with you because I think, well, first of all, I think stories are really powerful. I think that they help us learn and grow and this, this leads me to my call for action for you. And that is to simply advocate for yourself. If you suspect that you're having thyroid issues, get your thyroid tested by someone who has the capability of accurate testing and accurate te uh, treatment. I feel like I should share I'm on the road to recovery. I'm feeling so much better. Um, I, my mold is clearing up. My thyroid is back in the normal range. And that's just after a few months, right? Because this is July of 2020. And I didn't start taking thyroid until maybe the like beginning of March of 2020. So have a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't get my mold diagnosis until about early March of 2020. So I'm, I'm recovering really quickly. So I feel like this, I should share that because I want you to know the story has a happy ending. Uh, but I feel like my results are because I took the driver's seat in my own healthcare, right? I didn't settle. I originally, I believed I trusted the doctor, right? And then I kind of learned to think for myself. Um, I did the research and I advocated for better health. So my, my uh, call to action for you is to go out there and advocate for better health for yourself, for your family, become knowledgeable on these things and, 
Um, I really hope that you wrote down the lab values and you use them next time you go to the doctor. If, if thyroid is an issue for you or you, or you suspect it is. Um, I'm also including um, some citations uh, in the show notes, just some, some resources that I think are really good. Um, one is hypothyroidism in women, and the other one is hypothyroidism and um, about how our current treatment strategies, kind of the pros and cons of our current treatment strategies. They both, uh, both of these articles also have a list of really good citations that are worth uh, looking into if you're interested in learning more on this topic. Again, I'll also have in the show notes a link to my website if you're interested in joining my email list. Um, I take, I, I like to think that I take good care of my email list um, and send some meaningful content um, as well as deals and things that um, I really want to give just, just to the special group of people that, you know, invest time back in me because I'm investing time in you by doing this, this program. Um, and then also, if you're interested in the GI replenish, that's made a really big difference in my life. Um, and so I wanted to share that with you all. And um, if you, if I, if I get a good response, I'll consider um, extending that sale through maybe August or September, just because I, I really want you guys to have access to good quality stuff. And Metagenics makes really good quality stuff. They're the company that I get my liver detox kit through. Um, I think that they, they are incredible. They do their research and I trust them completely. Um, I think that's it for today. Um, I know I shared a ton of information. So again, feel free to listen again when you have the ability to sit down and take some notes. Um, never drive and type, right? I don't need to say that out loud, hopefully. If you enjoyed this episode and you feel like, you know, you really learned something today or uh, you, you just really enjoy the content, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a rating and review. This helps me to get the word out there about these important issues. And um, yeah, I just really appreciate it. Next week, we will chat about essential oils and we will dive in, into if and how they work, if they're worth giving a try. Um, I am now giving a free um, essential oils masterclass on Monday nights. So I know this can't, comes out on a Tuesday, so you missed, you will miss this week's class. But uh, Monday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time, uh, if you're interested, reach out to me and I'll send you a link to my personal Zoom um, and we'll hop on there and I'll do like an hour long deep dive into exactly what essential oils are, how they, how they can help us. Um, I, I've been researching the use of essential oils for quite some time. Um, and so I, I feel like I'm, and I, I do have a, an essential uh, oils specialist certification. So I feel like I'm, I'm pretty knowledgeable on different ways you can use them to, as kind of a first line defense, uh, instead of opting into meds first or something like that. They, they, they are, they play a really versatile role in my life. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I hope to see you again next week. Again, I'm your host, Stephanie Center, and you're listening to the Holistic House podcast. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, and I really hope you all have an amazing day. Get outside and get some sunshine. All right, friends. See you next week.